The Interacting with Sound podcast is created by students from my class at Iowa State University. I'm Alex Braidwood, and for season two, I'm working with graduate students in a graphic design class called Contemporary Issues in Design. In pairs, students are asked to research a specific way design and sound come together. We hope you enjoy hearing their findings. Welcome to today's podcast episode, starring Marisa and Kayla. with your effing mouth closed? Have you ever been in a situation like this or heard about one? Either as the person enjoying their food or as the person who's finding the enjoyment grating on their last nerve? Well, you're not alone. It is a fairly common occurrence and surprisingly for some, those who can't stand listening to others eat may be suffering from misphonia. Misphonia is the hatred of sound. It usually starts around the adolescent years and can progress over time. Certain sounds, like any of those caused by the mouth or eating and drinking, trigger a negative reaction in those who suffer from misphonia. Some people have very mild cases where only a few sounds bother them or they just get a bit irritated, while other cases can be so extreme that the person with misphonia can't even stand to be in the same room with someone who is eating because it causes them such intense anger or even makes them feel acutely sick. Different sounds are made by the way you move your lips, teeth, and tongue around with food. The bigger the bite, the louder and longer the noise. Although it is perfectly acceptable and encouraged in most cases to enjoy your food out of the respect of those around you, or just so you don't get yelled at, maybe we can all try to eat a little bit quieter. That's a great point, but funnily enough, those very sounds you make while eating that can drive others crazy can actually cause you to find more pleasure in your food. In recent years, it has been discovered that not only does appearance, smell, and texture play a role in how food tastes, but so does sound. The sounds you make reach your inner ears in two ways. The first is through the air disturbance that go out from your mouth into the surrounding air and back to your ears. The second is through bone conduction or the mechanical vibration that travel from your teeth through your skull to your ears. Charles Spence from Oxford has won the Ig Nobel Prize for his experiments with sound and how they affect taste. In one of his experiments, he had participants taste 90 chips and rate them. Unbeknownst to the participants, each chip has the same brand, flavor, texture, and size. The only thing that changed with each chip was the sound that the chip made to their ears. Because Spence messed with the recorded sound caught by the mic near the participant's mouth and played in the headphones the participants were wearing. He discovered that the brighter and louder the sound, the fresher and crispier the chip tasted. Reversely, the duller and quieter the sound, the chips tasted soft and stale. Did you know that environmental sounds can also affect the way you perceive and taste food? I read an article about Spence testing the sweetness and bitterness of toffee. He played different sounds while participants ate the same toffee to see if he could change the flavor of it. What he found was that people associate sweetness with high-pitched notes and piano sounds. Bitterness tends to be associated with low-pitched notes and brass instrument sounds. 
This isn't limited to toffee. It can be done with any bitter or sweet foods and drinks. Coffee and chocolate are great to try this with. In fact, after reading that article, I wanted to see if it was really true, if I could really change the way people tasted food based on what music I played. Using store-bought Hershey's chocolate, I broke the piece in half and had volunteers eat each half while listening to low-pitch or high-pitch notes. Well, what happened? Did it work? It totally did! Out of the dozen volunteers, all but two of them gave each piece of chocolate a different flavor rating. Sometimes they were close, and other times the ratings were farther apart on a scale of bitter to sweet. Even the restaurant, House of Wolf, used to serve a dessert called Sonic Cake Pop. They served a cake with a phone number that had the caller press 1 to listen to sweet high-frequency sounds and 2 for bitter low-frequency sounds. Speaking of environmental sounds affecting how food tastes, there's this world-renowned chef, Histon Blumenthal, who serves a dish called Sound of the Sea, which is a seafood dish served with an iPod that plays the sound of the ocean. Apparently, diners have told him that the food tastes fresher while listening to the ocean. He's even tested if he can bring out different flavors in his food. By playing different sounds, he had participants eat his bacon and eggs ice cream while listening to two different sounds. When he played the sound of the bacon frying, people said that they could really taste the bacon in the ice cream. When he played the sound of the clucking chickens, people said that the egg flavor was more dominant. Sound has become so important when it comes to food that even advertisers are trying to capitalize on it. It started with the Rice Krispies, with the Snap, Crackle, Pop, and even Rock Candy. Both have been big hits due to the popping sounds they make. Those same sounds that have become a part of their slogan. Hey, that reminds me. Did you know that food packaging companies consider the sound that the packages make, especially with chips? Take Pringles, for example. Instead of a crinkly bag, they come in a can that makes a popping sound when you take the lid off. People have reported that they find the popping sound to be more refreshing than the crinkly bag. In fact, Frito-Lays learned the hard way with their sun chip bags in 2010. They tried to use a bag that was more environmentally friendly. Oh, I remember those bags. They were so noisy. It felt like everyone in the neighborhood could hear me when I so much as touched the bag. I stopped buying them. Funny, you weren't the only one upset. People were so upset by the sounds the bags made that petitions were signed and videos were made mocking the noise. In the end, Frito-Lays returned to using the old bags due to the significant drop in sales. Man, who knew sounds were so important when it comes to food? I sure didn't, but now I'm really hungry. Let's go get some food. Sure, as long as you don't slurp your drink. It drives me nuts when I hear that sound. This has been another episode of Interacting with Sound. You can learn more by visiting interactingwithsound.com. I'm Alex Braidwood, and thanks for listening.